When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 13, Warlords, is over, but we are just getting started here at Post Show Recaps, and let me tell you all, we, are, we have a surgical solution to all of the amazing stuff that happened in this episode. We are going to unpack it all for you, just as apparently the Commonwealth soldiers unpack when they arrive at a new location. So we are here to talk it all out with you this week. I cannot believe this episode. I'm just going to go out and say it. Like, here's my hot take. This is like top tier. This is like top 10%, top like 90th percentile for sure. Walking dead. And I am so excited to talk about it. Special note to the haters. Anybody out there that constantly tells us, why are you such a shill for the walking dead? It's a show that's past its prime. I can't, I can't imagine why you're still so happy about this show. You guys can take the week off. Like, go find another podcast. There's lots of podcasts out there. Don't even have to be a Walking Dead podcast. Like, This American Life is very good. Um, Connor Ratliff got to interview Tom Hanks on Dead Eyes, so you could go there. That'd be a good one for you. But everybody else, especially those of you who wonder why we keep on podcasting about this show if we hate it so much, this is why. This week is why. Because this show, this show, this episode... Every so often they just drop a banger on us, and that is what they did this week. And so here, to break it all down with me, we've got the full panel here because we couldn't do otherwise with something this great. First of all, i got to tell you, I had a gentleman ride up to the podcast covered in blood and clutching a map, and I looked and it was AJ Mass. AJ, how I'm, are you? I'm doing great. I mean, I would I would love to give this episode a hand, but it, you know, it's a whole process. I don't have... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. We'll get some medical on that on that wound for you. Um, and then, of course, we got the man. We let him leave his spiky ball hand on because it's just too complicated to take it off. Chappelle, how are you? I'm good. I fully came in here to prepare to nitpick all the inconsistencies of the show. But this time, I think I'll just take the week off and just, you know, talk about the vibes, you know. Uh, no need to sour the moment with any of my, uh, like, my rules and being a stickler for, you know, storyline and and, you know. This this is perfect, and I'm here to talk about it. Why you gotta be so negative, Chappelle? I want I you to like, radiate positivity. <laughs> no, and, that's my whole thing. I'm such a De Debbie Downer. Yeah, you're, you're so. It's just like, you know, we brought in 
Eeyore to the podcast. Like, Chappelle, you are totally the Eeyore of the podcast. I'm such an Eeyore. <laughs> and then, of course, we didn't know who was who was good and who was bad, but we know this guy's always the good guy. Josh Wiggler, how you doing? Um, here's the thing, though, is you always think I'm the good guy. Surprise as I break my handcuffs. I'm the trained CIA badass. And I've been <laughs> undercover this whole time since the start of Pocha Recaps. That's it. No, it's not true. Obviously, I'm pretty soft. Uh, <laughs> you're the, you're the Rue of the podcast. Uh, yeah. If uh-huh. Chappelle is the Eeyore. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, wow. Talk about pandering to me. They gave us two Robert Patricks, and all they need to do is they got to add two additional Michael Beans, and you're really speaking my language. Uh, but you get just one of these guys in there, and I'm going to be pretty happy. That's Corporal Hicks from Aliens we're talking about here, people. My God. Here's my question. Does this mean we are all, like, is season 11C going to finally give the people what they want? Are we going to get Arnold? Are we getting Arnold in, in, in 11C? Like, is he oh. going to be running a – and here's what I want. I want there to be a new community that we come on, across. Maggie. You are here. The choppers going to take us to the common I want the head of the CRM to be Arnold. Uh-huh. I don't oh, want it no. to be like Arnold as a character. I want literally to be literally Arnold. Arnold. Same way, like I'm going to spoil a point plot point here in a movie that nobody is going to watch. The end of the postman, the head of the community they go is visit. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, it's literally Tom Petty. Oh my god! And like he's like, hello, I am the mayor of this town, and he's like, wait, I know you. He's like, yes, you do. I'm Tom Petty. Oh my so, god! Literally that. I want Arnold Schwarzenegger to be running the CRM at the end of The Walking Dead. You met Nobody the governor. With Billy Idol. You met the governor. <laughs> you met Governor Milton. Now it is time to meet the governor. Totally. Yeah. I, I want that to be his official title too. Yeah, it would be. I'm into yeah. it. I, I want the whole Terminator universe. Chappelle's out. But yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Being very positive here. You can just call it Terminus. You know, uh, why, why yeah. call it anything else? I believe yeah. they have a John Connor in the Walking Dead universe as well. Nick Stahl was on Fear the Walking Dead, if I'm not mistaken. So yes. just show up. Uh, get uh, get Linda Hamilton on the line. Uh, Eddie Furlong's free. Eddie Furlong's sure probably ready to go. <laughs> uh, I think he's probably good to call. Uh, but yeah, Michael Bean, one of my favorite uh, characters in, in Aliens in the first Terminator movie as Reese. Uh, and of course, he just gets got in this one. So I was bad about that. But I was thrilled to see him working. Uh, made me very happy to see him on on the show. I I really did like this episode a lot. They also just took uh, Roy Petty straight out of Ozark and implanted him here in uh, Walking Dead. That's uh, Jason Butler Harner's character, Carson, or is it Carlson, I think. There are already two previous Carsons on the show, both of them doctors, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like the doctor brothers. Yeah, this, yeah, so is, this Carlson. is Carlson. Carl. So we had, Car- we had Carson. Carlson. We had we had Carson, we had Carson, and we had Carl, and now we've got Carlson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's basically just the same character he is on Ozark, which is like an insane undercover person. Uh, so I was, he I was so happy. nice. 
He does. He looks so nice. I was like, yeah. that guy's not insane at all. He's yeah. not are a crazy. T- are we NCAA talking the bizarre Oscar? Conan O'Brien guy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. At, the, at the point where at which he got like super turned about the idea of going and making people's lives better. I'm like, oh, this is the psycho guy this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. If, if like, you watch Ozark, he is remarkably memorable from that show. He's insane. Uh, mm-hmm. He's constantly doing horrible things. Uh, and so the second he showed up on this, I was like, all right, well, he's going to be memorable. There's just no way that this guy isn't going to leave an impression. And he's also probably secretly terrible. Uh, and so the mm-hmm. second he turns the gun on the whole room, is like, yeah, that tracks. Uh, that's Roy Petty, not Tom, yeah. uh, no relation <laughs> to the, to the postman. That we know of. Watching him, watching him slip into alcoholism was uh, very entertaining as well. I mean, it's very sad, but like for him to say, "Oh no, I've been sober for several years," and then like he slowly takes a sip of the drink, licks it off his finger, and then by the end he's chugging out of a like straight out the bottle. I was like, "What is happening? What are we? What are we doing here?" Uh, but it was like I said, kind of funny, but also very very sad. Yes, funny and sad at the same time mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I want to talk about like. Just the broad strokes before we get into the nitty gritty of the episode. I want to talk about the broad strokes, the writing in this episode. I was prepared the first five minutes of it. I was super prepared to just be like, oh, this is another rote. We're going to roll up on a community. They're going to be bad. And we're going to give in to our baser lizard brain impulses and murder them all. And what is it all for, really? And this was not that. This was incredible writing. The writers of this episode had not only a great handle on what these new characters were, but I think maybe the best grasp on what the legacy characters are and what motivates them and what they want and why they act the way they act. I think it's the best grasp on all of that that I've seen in years, maybe literal years. Like you could look at each one of these characters individually and you know why they're doing the things they're doing and how everything they've done up to this point has led to that. And it, it really like it almost like this could be the finale. Honestly, I would, I would be happy with this being like the first half of a two part finale. I'd be good. Like close it up. The end of the walking dead. It was <laughs> that much of a, like that much of a button on everything. Yeah, not only that, it just, it just was so effective because like, I was, I will say I was nervous first scene because it was like, I don't really need to go into so much backstory on these two characters on the wall that i don't really know and you know, i liked we, it i liked was it was very classic walking dead comic book where they where they would have these characters mm-hmm. who were like perched on the hilltop walls who would be like uh playing like target practice basically and just bantering sure. about it it was evocative of that so i loved that i thought sure. that was great. but we've got so few episodes left and i was like oh is this going to be a situation where we're going to get oh he's in love with lydia and he can't say it and we you know they're going to go roller skating and we're going to go down that type of road again and as soon as the the horse comes in over the horizon i'm like oh wait a second this is not that uh and i was interesting inter- instantly interested in like Oh my goodness! We're, oh no! It's it, that's absolutely not what this is at all. This is going to be something like right from the get-go, like special. Like you could just tell right away. Like this, this is different. And mm-hmm. even when you said like, you know, like slaughtered mall, slaughtered mall. I'm like, oh, well, this is going to be where the Commonwealth has killed these people. And we're no, no. We we, we see the Commonwealth were the ones who were killed. I'm like, oh, I'm very interested in what's happening in this episode. Yeah, there were so many times they're like, oh, this is not that. Well, it must be this. No, it's not that either. It was 
just mind-boggling the number of twists and turns this took and the way that it took a lot of the old scenes and old tropes that we've that we've watched on the show before and remixed them like even the point at which we see Aaron and Gabriel trying to Robert Patrick their way out of the situation and talking this guy down. They're like, oh, it's a grumpy guy from the Terminator universe. We got to talk him into not killing us. <laughs> we know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Then that's not what happened. They got there and then it changed. And it changed again. And then it's like, then we get a little bit of Die Hard in there. And it was just, I, I'm kind of mad where it ended up because I need to know where's it going next so i i'm just I'm, I'm so excited by this like walking dead is good again like if you dropped off during the savior war come back if you dropped mm -hmm. off after the kang resurgence petered out come back if you dropped off after rick grimes left come back watch this episode and tell me walking dead doesn't still have it well, I've been saying that for a while now to my uh, like friends that I know who have been watching the show and saying like, "Is it still on? Is this the last season?" I'm like, yeah, they're like, "Well, I want to catch up." I'm like, just just skip to this part. Just skip to this part. Like even this storyline with the Commonwealth, you know, uh, aside from this episode itself, but like I was like, this is a pretty interesting storyline to me. Like we're trying to figure out who the bad guys are. Like you know, it's it kind of becoming a class war in, in ways. Um, it's not heavily reliant on a lot of the past storyline either. And so, you know, there were some callbacks, of course, but this episode proves that, you know, I think they're moving in the right direction, especially if they want to finish strong and stick the landing, which we know a lot of shows are not able to do. Um, so I enjoyed it as well. Even like you were saying with the uh, Robert Patrick episode where we have Gabriel and Aaron doing the things, I was like, I was like in my head thinking, we already did this. But then the way the episode shifts, you're like, oh, okay, this is new. I like this. Even the time jumps. I've been critical of the show before with the time jumps. Like, oh, we got to go two, two hours back and then six months ahead. And then we never know what's going on. But they were telling this one story by jumping around and showing different people in different times of the same episode. So we saw the guy on the horse who's dead now. So I don't think I have to memorize his name. No. Uh, but we, yeah, we see him. But it, like we saw him when he was dead and then we see him how he ended up being dead, you know, and then we see him where he gets that where he hands off that document. And then we're like, well, where did it come from? But then we get the time jump and now we see, oh, OK, it came from Negan. Yeah, You know, I hate Negan, but I actually was kind of happy to see him here because he's this got is, friends. He's got friends. And it's not my friends. It's not the people that he's uh, like, he's already screwed over. Like I still, I will never understand why they still are dealing with him, but this new group. Yeah. They could actually have an Egan, you know, and it, and it makes sense. So I enjoyed those aspects as well. Even with them, there being a lack of zombies in this episode, I was fine with it. Like mm -hmm. you didn't even need it. It was, it was perfect. And might I add uh, one of the things that I thought was perfect for this episode is that with Aaron and with father Gabriel, there are actual stakes because yes! we don't know that they're in a spinoff. So they could have died, either of them, during this. Mm -hmm. And I felt yeah. that tension, you know, when it's Maggie and Negan in the scene, it's like, well, they don't die. The tension was absolute in that scene with the standoff. And oh, so good. It is It was effective. Uh, I would call it stunt casting to a degree to have somebody, if you're like a horror genre person or, uh, you know, a fan of a certain age, like that's Corporal Hicks. That guy's like not to be messed with. That's a big casting coup that you're bringing Michael Bean into the show. And so you definitely expect, especially with the way that they've presented um, uh, Carlson up to that point, 
that they're in over their head and they might be in a really bad situation. That combined with the fact that we don't know that Aaron and Gabriel make it out of this main season of The Walking Dead Alive definitely uh, led to that tension for sure. I totally feel that. Um, so yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm enjoying this season more than I'm not. Like, I think that there's, mm. there's stuff to like make fun of right now for sure. Uh, and I definitely think that like, that final third of season 10 and the first third of this season, not my favorite walking dead, but I would call that more exception than the rule since the Angela Kang era has started. Uh, season nine is like some of the best walking dead. Uh, and most of season 10 is about that good. And I think that with this episode, this is the strongest of the past few, but basically since we've been like in Commonwealth stuff, I'm really interested. I'm leaning in. You know, maybe we're stretching out some of the Eugene stuff to an annoying degree. Um, but I think that a lot of this is is compelling, and um, and I really and I really liked it. And I and I want to know more about this new community that's been brought out. I like this idea of uh, he, you know, this guy, you know, the Michael Bean character. He wasn't our first leader. He won't be our last. I want to know more about Negan's new friend and what's her deal and who's she going to be on this show. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought I thought it was good. It's it's a very it very much has part one of a two part episode vibes. So I want to see what part two looks like. But I'm really eager to see what part two looks like. Yeah, I think the thing that sets this community apart from like all the other rando communities we rock up on and ruin is you got a sense. And part of this is they cast a real actor to do it. And part of this is this is a community that is important to one of our main cast but we often when we meet strange communities especially strange communities that are going to antagonize we don't often let the leaders have the space to be motivated by anything except bloodlust so even with something like the governor or alpha or more recently obviously the reapers you don't get this you don't really feel like they are acting out of a sense of preservation for their group. It's like only Rick Grimes is allowed to murder random people to save his group. And it turns out in the walking dead universe, everybody is going to be like that. They're going to protect their own. They're going to have been burned. And that is why they act the way they do. This was the first time I got that sense from a group that we've just met that could potentially could have ended one of our main cast. It was it was really like we felt like one of Aaron or Gabriel, probably Gabriel, because we do see Aaron like in the past, in the future. Right. And pretty much unharmed. But we thought, you know, he could have murdered Gabriel and he would have been justified in doing it. And it would have made sense to the plot. And yet you wouldn't have been like, oh, we hate him. We want to stamp his head in with Lucille kind of situation. It's like we would get that. We we know why you did it, sir. It's all right. Mm -hmm. That's how your Not head right. ends up on the on the shelf next to yeah. Billy's head. You yeah, know? if you want to put somebody's head on the shelf, I understand that. Is that like Elf on a Shelf in the Walking Dead universe? It's like uh, during the holidays, they put <laughs> heads on the shelf. It's like, oh no, how did that get up there? Well, head on a shelf says is you've been naughty and you need to remember to brush your teeth and do your homework, <laughs> or the head on the shelf is going to show up in your bedroom tomorrow. No. Uh, 
That'd be a- is that what the elf on the shelf is supposed to do? I just yeah. thought it was something you move around somebody's uh, like office party. Uh, yeah, you move him around, and then he's supposed to spy on your kids and report back to Santa. Everything I know about Elf on a Shelf is credit to Nicole Sesternino, uh, <laughs> who has okay. done incredible Instagram work in the past in this I've, arena. I have seen that, yes, but I, I guess I missed the part where the elf is uh, like a super spy. You know, I, <laughs> I really don't want to make my child any more comfortable with the surveillance state than he has to be sure so we do not do elf on the shelf in my house yeah mm, you might okay. be neglecting training him in a very special uh skill set here uh george could be a future uh agent carlson uh, yeah. if you allowed him to be i mean he's he's got those kind of extreme mood swings i feel like uh-huh. he fit right in with the oh, i'm gonna make somebody's life great today and it feels so awesome Ugh. man he went from six to midnight this guy mm-hmm. uh and like the clock never changed past that once he went off he was like oh man but i love being retired i like going and doing community outreach i love bringing people in and being inclusive and not ter- torturing people and then like he was like all right i guess i'll go and torture these people and once he started torturing these people it's like i forgot how much i love to torture people this yeah, is they, good yeah they just run around i'm gonna kill all these people yay kill kill carlson's kill. like i totally forgot that i love killing yeah. people oh wait this is really fun you know what else i love that i forgot i loved alcohol yeah yeah <laughs> and i believe even i believe he even said it in the scene uh when lance was trying to recruit him he was like oh, man i don't want to flip that switch again <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't well, turn me on you can't switch on baby <laughs> yeah. i like him as a villain i like uh he would be a great big bad even though we know he's just a, a cog in the machine which is weird which is kind of weird honestly because i feel like how do you get around him to get to the bigger villain. Like, hey, he's, he is the villain that I would be afraid of if I was and in the he, he could be a temporary villain for this two-episode arc, and, and, and that's fine. Or, you know, he can, or he can escape and continue to be a, a menace for a couple episodes, either way. But I, I do really like the juxtaposition that they really set up the fact that this is a side project. Um, and the, the chat that Maggie has with Lydia about why she didn't accept the Commonwealth's help it's kind of what we were saying is like, you know, these people have not had to deal with anything for over a decade. They're, they're not a threat in that way. It's just, do you want to be on their side when something goes down and you just don't, they'll just get in the way and they'll get us killed. And I, I do love the fact that they do set this apart. It's, it's, it's not that the Commonwealth is bad or the idea of the Commonwealth is bad. It's just that they just don't get it. They don't know what we know. And that's what I I love, the fact that he's separate from that. Do we feel any kind of way now about Negan and Maggie? Because we know the the Maggie, Negan, I love the dead is happening. And in this episode, we see what Negan has been up to for this period of time. And he's the one who's like, tell Maggie that they're in trouble. He calls for Maggie. Chappelle, I don't mean to throw this to you when I know it's going to be a charged thing, but did the show do anything to like make strides in the direction of the spinoff? The the only thing I'll say is that knowing that Negan has another community, it did make me interested in what that's going to look like in the spinoff. So kind of like when we had um, the world beyond, right? Like the premise of the world beyond is not something that just like 
stood out to me as something I really had to watch. But I was interested in this group of characters and what happens to them. And so if you have the Maggie Negan thing, but you have some of these new characters and maybe you bring one or two of the 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 initial characters from Walking Dead proper, then like I would be interested in that. So while I was not excited to see Negan for the most part because I want him dead, it was fun to think, okay, well, if he can acknowledge that Maggie is probably like his best hope, in, situ- in certain situations like this, then yeah, they're looking at each other as equals and maybe seeing them in the buddy cop film, you know, won't be so bad. Um, or if they're just completely at odds, but I don't know how they're going to get back to at odds when this is something that seems like it's going to galvanize them in a way. Yeah. We finally found the thing on which the M- Negan Maggie relationship turns. Not mm-hmm. to say I still wouldn't be here for like, a Maggie Negan spy versus spy series where they're just mm-hmm. constantly trying to kill each other. Right. And I think that's like the best case scenario that we want. Like if they have mm-hmm. to be together, like I re- I really want Maggie to always remember Glenn. Like nobody else has forgotten Glenn. Nobody else has. And all the people who complain about the show, who don't watch the show anymore. Like I stopped watching when Glenn died. So Maggie, you have to keep that same energy. Uh, but you know, this this did feel like a turning point where there could be some common ground where they wouldn't be the, at the spy versus spy thing. I just, would much rather prefer them at odds with each other. Well, I think you can be at odds with each other and still know what the other person is on a deeper level, which I think mm-hmm. that spoke a lot to it. Like Negan wouldn't take that kid to Maggie himself, but he knows what she can do and yeah. that she would be on the same side as him in this scenario without him having to directly speak to her. Now hear me out here, but this is very similar to Hellraiser 2. And, 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 and <laughs> I love and, it. Love it already. In, in this way. Well, you know, Pinhead has done some horrible, horrible things and continues to do some horrible, horrible things. But when there's a bigger bad, he still has a set of ethics and rules that he plays the game by. And so when they try and trick this girl into uh, opening up the, the using the cube to open up the dimension and all, all the other, uh, you know, Zetabites go out to kill her, he's like, no, no, no. We have, we have rules here. Lawful it's the, evil. It's the de- you know it's not the hands that summon us. It's the desire. We let her go. I just don't kill people in, you know indiscriminately. I have my rules. I have my ethics. I have my code. And if you know Negan living by a code works for me, we don't have to forget he's done horrible things and he will do horrible things again. But he's loyal, and, and you know if if we can get that essence out of him i'm willing to accept him and maggie working together towards a, a against a common enemy um yeah. i thought that you were gonna enemy. say <laughs> that negan uh that negan and pinhead are like pinhead's more like lucille right he's got yeah. all the yeah. nails sticking in <laughs> yeah exactly For the baseball bat there's, a, there's an imagery thing going on there as well that's uh, true <laughs> Yeah, it has to be a pretty good enemy, though. And we've Mm -hmm. gone to a lot of places with enemies where the show thought they were going to be awesome. And we're just like, but I don't understand the why of it all. So, you know, again, that was what was great about this about this episode. You could look at each person and you say, this is what they want out of this situation. And this is how they're going to get it. And I I was really galvanized by this. Uh, And honestly, I think maybe the thing that like made my heart swell with love for the show again was just seeing Aaron in the middle of all this because Aaron I think has been the most consistent character on all of the walking dead like since we first met him he has really I don't know how he does it he has maintained this feeling that people are 
good at heart and that you can change just about anybody. And even after seeing like horrible things happen to every single person he loves, even after seeing father Gabriel do horrible yes, things, you know, he, seeing, he yeah. goes to father Gabriel and he's like, you seem like you're actually maybe like, you know, recovering from killing the Roberts Patrick. And he's like, yeah, I think I, God's speaking to me again. That relationship, that friendship yeah. between the two of them felt very lived in. It was nice. Yeah. And we, I mean, we have that whole bond between them to call back to. And I will take back everything I said about how you don't need to watch any of the 10C anymore. I'm going to amend that because clearly they made a thing about Leah and they're making a thing about the Roberts Patrick. Um, and I'm, I'm here for it. I think it's, it's so great that that Aaron is still thinking like we can all, we can bring these people into the fold, even at the point where it's like very clear that everyone is getting murdered by duplicitous people. Aaron's like, I think we could still like, I think we're still getting, we're getting to the point where, you know, the long arc of history tends toward the progressive. That's Aaron. Yeah. And I, I love him for it. Yeah. And, and uh, don't forget the 10 C where princess knocks the guy out in the, the car and he now shows up here as as you know wanting revenge for for his demotion as a result of that faux pas so that was another thing that they brought well. back from those episodes gotta watch Tennessee. Yeah. my my mvp of this episode was father gabriel i i felt i felt it's it made the glasses, me happy this, right <laughs> listen <laughs> he looked great <laughs> he looked amazing uh but yeah i i i appreciate him like his struggle that he's been having with his faith and like finding his way back onto the pulpit and, you know, giving his sermon, but then also being uh, contracted to do this thing. Of course, it was a uh, very like nefarious. He didn't know it, but you know, they were bringing him in to kind of let these people's guard down so they can do exactly what they ended up doing. Um, but seeing father Gabriel kind of struggle with this. And then uh, like, and we saw how low of a point he had reached, you know, to the point where he was questioning everything. And so, yes, father Gabriel in this episode, was great, especially when um what is it that the they're trying to figure out like why I guess I guess the guy is trying to figure out why they're there. And he's he's thinking like we we've killed cannibals, we've killed all kinds of people who've come in here and tried to disrupt what we got going on. Like, what did y'all come here for? And Father Gabriel yells, Y'all don't have shit we want. Y'all don't have anything <laughs> we want. Relatable. And I was like, preach preacher like, like like that man was preaching like y'all don't have nothing we want we did not mm -hmm. just come in here to steal anything from y'all to like to to tear y'all apart because we were minding our own damn businesses you don't have anything we're just trying to help you but i just like that frustration finally set in you know whereas aaron is thinking like he's trying to be diplomatic father gabriel's just like well damn what do y'all want from us like we're just trying to help uh i loved it loved yeah we could have murdered you already if that was what we were right doing. We just came in here with the guns. Why would we go through all of this? It doesn't make any sense. We we have an army. We have stormtroopers. They yeah, do have stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though there were zombies this yeah. episode. I love I love Gabriel taking the collar off and saying like, mm. "There's a place to be the priest, and this is not it." And it was almost like at that moment he knew that there was going to be some double crossing mm -hmm. going on, and he didn't want to be like the bait that the poster child use. for that yeah. yeah like you you dangle these people like he's been struggling with religion and you're mm -hmm. dangling religion in front of this religion group and you're using me as like a, like a little uh carrot on a stick you're like oh look we got we got somebody they like religion too look mm -hmm. at that and so yeah he very wisely took that off and i was happy to see that he was right you know that that's exactly what they were trying mm -hmm. to do 
Um, I also really love his relationship with Negan. And so, like, when Negan is the one who comes in and saves him, he's like, what's up, Gabe? And Gabriel's <laughs> like, hey. You know, I do think that, you know, if Negan ingratiated himself with anybody in this community, it was for sure Father Gabriel. Uh, so to see the two of them together, I think that that's an underrated combo on the show, uh, certainly of the people who are still on it. Um, and so I, I, I liked seeing them, and it kind of, you know, it, it opened up, obviously, like Negan's old t- old ties in that he's still willing to stick his neck out for some of Alexandria at the very least, uh, it, whether it's because he made friends with some of them or maybe because there's some remnant of remorse that he feels for everything that went down as, you know, he is a decade down the road from, you know, having killed Glenn and everything. So time has passed. He's changed in certain ways and then in other ways hasn't. But the thing that I'm really interested in is like finding out who are these people to him, you know, and we'll probably uh, get some version of that episode, right? Of like Negan rolling up to this community and why, like what his experience has been like over the last little while. I certainly hope so. Cause that means we would get more Michael B in. Well, yeah, it, it would fit right in well. with what, what this episode was. I mean, it would yeah. certainly get them into a standoff or something, go three weeks ago, you know, <laughs> and then show yeah. the Negan yeah. roll up. You know what I do not need, though? I do not need an entire Tabitha the Goat bottle episode right. about Negan right. meeting these people. But Let's if they want to give us a I don't, cold open eh. next week. Maybe of, only because of how much time is left on the clock that maybe we've run out of time exactly. to do those types of episodes. But that being said, you know, a, a Tabitha the Goat episode could be good. It can be warranted. No, it could not. Mm-hmm. Yes, it can. Mm-hmm. Not at this point. I, not at this point. That is exactly what I'm saying, is that I think yeah. we, we are at a point where a little late for that. But I do, you know, just want to come out here and defend Tabitha just a tiny bit. I mean, I, Tabitha was fine at the time, except for the fact that they stuck Tabitha in the middle of like a really strong momentum that I we needed to see through. Sure, but the Eastman of it all and the, love, the, the John, John Carroll Lynch, Lynch and everything, but... you know, that episode. I think that episode's pretty strong. It's it's yeah. a strong episode in a vacuum, and I would not be mad at having a cold open next week. That's just Negan finding these people and us getting five minutes of how did he get on board with them. That a good writer could do enough with that that you don't need the whole episode to establish him in there. It is interesting for me to see him not leading, and not mm. being not being the very bottom of the pecking order either, because those are the two extremes we've seen him in. But it's like yeah. here he's like, I've got a role. These are my people. Uh, Negan is very much a cog in the machine, I would say here. I wonder what role he plays, though. You know, like we see him in this uh, like in this heroic role in this moment. But you you make a good point. We've always seen him at the either the top of the cult or at the very bottom, like, at, at, like just barely hanging on to like the very like perimeter of some of these relationships. But it seems like he's ingratiated in. So I don't know, like, how does Negan even get involved in these people? Because the last time we saw Negan, this didn't seem like his bag. This wouldn't seem like something that he would do unless it was out of necessity. AJ, do you think, what are you thinking? Yeah, oh, I, I think so too. I mean, where my mind is going is that I see this as a two-parter. And I see at the at the very end, I think they'll defeat the, you know, this, this guy, that guy and all the stormtroopers and, you know, that's going to be like a battle line of the sand or whatever. Uh, and I think we'll have one last flashback at the end where we find out that somebody we know was responsible for stealing all the weapons. It's going to be the big reveal at the end. Mm. Someone we know was actually responsible for putting this all in motion. And if that, if, 
if that were to have been Negan, which is still a possibility, I mean, you know, damn. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, was, but no. No, and I don't want that to be the case, but I'm saying, like, it's still a possibility given who, who we know Negan is. Did he yeah. use that to kind of ingratiate himself? You know, so he's like, well, they don't know where the weapons are. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> uh, it seemed like he honestly really didn't either. Though. Right. But do we find out that it's, it's you know, Lance did it? Do we find out? I, that's you know, what I'm assuming. I'm assuming, I'm assuming Lance, Lance did and, it. and then like, you know, it's like, boom, here's the, here's, here's the big bad for the rest of the way, guys. You know. Although I, I hate hear... to be the one who points out that. Uh, I was about that, to say this. Yes. That Lynn Collins is still a series regular on this yep. show and is still listed in the opening credits. So, and Daryl let Leah live. Yeah. Leah definitely did this and she took all the weapons yeah. and it's going to be like, well, she's going to be the, that's going to be the last. Do you want to, do you yeah. want to take one star away from this episode? Then Jess? I'm not taking a star <laughs> away because we still don't know that. Right, sure. Like sure. at this moment, you know, we are, we are teetering on the precipice. We are the tuning fork struck upon a star. We are waiting for this to, all collapse and it hasn't collapsed yet and the anticipation is beautiful so this is still a this is still a perfect episode do do we foresee an avengers in-game situation where all of these like final uh level bosses meet up because you still have negan that we know we know negan's gonna survive but you still have a uh, lynn collins character um out there just waiting to do whatever we still have the commonwealth which we don't really know who the bad guy of the commonwealth is we know lance hornsby sucks because his name is lance hornsby but we don't know like what the other group is fighting we don't know who the resistance is la resistance you know and then we still have maggie and then we still have oceanside or whatever it's called like we still have all of these pieces are, are they all going to end up in the same spot are we looking for like a big war what are we leading to at this point because there's only a few more episodes left I see this as less of an Avengers Endgame and more of a Captain America Civil War, mm -hmm. where we're going to have people we like on both sides of that conflict, which is where you get. And I think we actually started to see the pieces fall together for why we would see Daryl ride up on the hilltop and be like, Maggie, you know why I'm here and I'm not happy with you. You can see where the where this is leading and how we got there, because you're going to have people that are on the side of the Commonwealth and they don't have all the information you're going to have these people in the com in the complex. Yeah. It has the a complex. Name. Yeah. They call it people, the complex. Yeah. We'll call it the complex. People in the complex are definitely going to be like on the Maggie Oceanside team. And then we have other people like you're going to have Aaron who has some loyalty now and Gabriel who feels like he's part of the Commonwealth. And then you have La Resistance you have the people that are happy in the Commonwealth. You have Lance, who's evil. You have Pamela Milton, who's useless and kind of, I don't know if she's clueless or evil or both. And then you have, so it's like, who's going to be up against whom? It's like, they're all the, they're all the guys from Anchorman bringing their pitchforks to the fight. Uh, <laughs> Daryl killed someone with a trident. <laughs> And then Jadis comes in with the CRM. <laughs> oh, no. Of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, just to, uh, to, um, to go back to the, just to go back to the first scene of, uh, or the last scene of the, of the, of the season premiere of the part two premiere of the flash forward six months down the line. Mm -hmm. So the, the setup is that like Maggie and Elijah are there at the hilltop. Uh, and Daryl is there with the stormtroopers, and it's the it doesn't have to be this way. Uh, and Daryl saying, "Yeah, it does." Um, I believe that Lance Hornsby is present for that as well. 
Um, and so I imagine some sort of trap being sprung for Lance Hornsby happening at that mm. point, especially makes sense if maybe he's in cahoots with Aaliyah, right? If, if Leah and, and Lance are, are somehow aligned and she was the person who stole the weapons and they come up with some sort of arrangement or whatever, certainly by the point that we're at six months down the line, all of this stuff that's happening in this region, they're going to be, they're going to have had it with, uh, with Lance. Uh, so I think, I think something like that seems um, very likely. And maybe this episode made some strides towards uh, yeah. flipping that card over. Here's the thing I don't even get. And maybe, maybe I'm just like, I was too busy enjoying the ride to really dig into the broader points of it. But why in the first place, I, you know, if we thought it was a goodwill mission, what is Lance's deal with these people? What, what does he want to accomplish? They don't have anything he wants. They, you know, he eliminate probably, a threat. He probably stole these weapons to begin with. Yeah. Are they a threat? I don't know. They're kind of warlordy, but I didn't see it. Like he could just I, leave them alone forever. They didn't know he was there. I think his thing is imperialism. I think he really was just trying to expand his territory. Like I think with him wanting to be It's a good mayor, house. Yeah, these the mayor of these little like towns, you know, he we know that he's basically been talking to Pamela Milton about okay, well which what do I get to take over, you know? <laughs> and I think he just wants more stuff. Like uh, cuz at this point we haven't got, we haven't gotten any reason why he's doing all of this except for one day he will be in charge of these smaller communities. I still don't think that's a, a good end game unless mm -hmm. he's planning on like that's what I'm saying. Like even if he's planning on trying to like overtake the Commonwealth, it's not going to happen like this. It's like he's just getting like smaller communities to run. Like I, I don't know. It's like he just wants to be the mayor. And he I wants like governorship of the British yeah. East Indies. Picture right. this: a man-made lake in front of that building, <laughs> and we have our own action park. Look, you can dive off the roof into the water there's below. A, there's a water slide with a loop-de-loop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Hornsby Land is what he's trying to build. I just don't. It just doesn't feel like his motivation has even been explained to us yet. It's just like that. If if that's his motivation, it's not enough for me. It's not enough to be going through all of this for. So that's why I'm confused as well, Jess. It really doesn't feel like that. Mm, something's but missing. Think, We're like, missing something. It, it, it does feel more of. I think. I do think the writers' room knows what his motivation is, and they just I hope so. That's I, what it seems that job. way. It, it seems yes. Way. Yeah. They so have not always known what they're supposed to know. Yeah, it's not like uh, they're ending the show. I mean, they're ending the show, right? But yeah. they, but they, it's the final season. They had a lot of time to break this. Whether or not we like it is a totally other question. Um, but I, I also feel like they know exactly where they're it, going. It's different from with Pope, where it was just like, I'm just crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm going to I demand absolute loyalty from all of my people and we're like a family, but I'm just going to murder you because you looked at me wrong. Right. Yeah, I I feel like I know we saw Pope for like four episodes and I feel like I know these these complex people. They are much more complex, if you will. I have a question. Has, did anyone watch the Fear of the Walking Dead trailer by any chance? Of did course. you know that there was the Fear of the Walking Dead mm -hmm. trailer that came out today? I no, did. I missed it. I don't it. like watching trailers. Oh, they scare me I so. And I but, won't talk about it, but, but it, 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 was had exciting. A, it had a thing it had in it. No, you can talk about it. it. I just say I usually thing. don't watch them because they scare me. <laughs> Chappelle, are we allowed to talk about the Fear of the Walking Dead trailer? Air it out. Do it. Uh, so, again, I think this is another one of those instances where, like last week's podcast, we have to give the warning of 
We record these early. Thank you, AMC+. Plus. Uh, so this is maybe old news by the time this podcast comes out, but today it's new news. Uh, they dropped a Fear of the Walking Dead trailer today on March 15th as we're recording this. And it's got a, a big spoiler for Fear of the Walking Dead 7 Part Ooh. 2. So I'm going to reveal it if you don't want to know what it is and skip ahead a while. But Kim Dickens is on the show. Dickens is back. Madison's it's- back. Madison Clark is back. It's the final thing you see in the trailer. She's like, I'm Madison. And she has prison tattoos. Yeah, she literally she has does. prison tattoos. <laughs> it's it's okay. it says on her wrists, it may as well say Maggie, Negan. It like, says oh no. Alicia, Nick. Where uh, it would say endure and let go. It says Yes, yes, go. yes, yes. Correct. Uh it was great. The trailer is actually really exciting. It was intense. Seemed there was a literal tumbleweed at one point, uh, so you know it's the Wild West. Uh, John Dory Sr. was looking real weird at one point in the trailer. They looked good. I thought that I got excited for Fear the Walking Dead to come back. Yeah, I I I don't hate it. Yeah, that was like, cool. It looks like they betted it a home run, uh, and then another home run today. Just <laughs> yeah, a great episode of the of the proper and uh, a good trailer for the for the fear i i will watch it then i i i because you're happy about it i always fear watching the trailers uh that it's just gonna be like oh is that i didn't going? i didn't i didn't think it was overly revealing it, it's still nuclear wasteland stuff it's still uh strand is the is is the jerk uh it's still alicia's like i'm having visions of things you know, it's mm. still it's a lot of like the same beats as the first half of the season, mm-hmm. but it was cut together really compellingly. It does seem like there's some dangerous stuff ahead. Someone's like getting pushed into a grave and they seem alive at the point where they're being pushed into a grave. They cut it together really well. It was a really good trailer. I think that The Walking Dead tends to have really good trailers, though. Just they, the also, they also had a lot of the like it felt like, you know, we can stand on this side of the line and it's a radioactive wasteland and we all need gas masks and stuff. But if we go hop over to this side of the line, it's a verdant forest and everything is cool. Totally. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. That I, sounds I, about right. Yeah. So there's that and I'm not excited about that. But the rest of it, you know, I can I can deal with some of the ludicrousness of the nuclear wasteland if we're getting some Madison Clark. Cool. So the penultimate episode of this, uh, the second third of this season of the walking dead proper is coming up that will be on march 13 uh well it's march 20th yeah and then the fear of the walking dead will be on april 17th am i correct uh let me double check that i think that that's right right so we'll do march 20th march 27th and then uh, it looks like a little jump it's like a little jump to april 7th no i think we have three more episodes i think we have a uh a april 10th so it's only a week between The Walking Dead proper oh, yeah. and uh, and Fear the Walking Dead. April 17th is Follow Me is what the name of the uh, of the episode is uh, of the Fear of the Walking Dead uh, return. And then when is The Walking Dead season 11 episode 16 coming out? Uh, yeah, April 10th. We don't get a yeah. break. We don't get no a break. break. That's what I've been telling you. I've been warning you. No rest for the wicked. No break. If anyone yes. needs to take a week off the podcast at any point in time, please I, raise your I, hand. But... Yes, me, please. May I take next week off, sir? <laughs> yes, you've got next week off. Chappelle, put in uh, your request for time off. 
uh, AJ, actually, you have to stay for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AJ. Yeah, I, 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 I was expecting that to be yeah. Uh, yeah. required by my attendance here. Yeah. Uh, yes. I have to serve my attendance. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So cool. I, I, I have one more thing to say about this week's episode that I definitely wanted to get in here. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been anything more relatable in all of The Walking Dead than Lydia saying, I just want to live in a world where everything is the same every day. Yeah. Oh, that, that hit heavy. me where it hurts. Yeah. Which it's, is everywhere. Which is all, everywhere <laughs> all the time. That is the thing that is the same all the day. Yeah. Every day, yeah. all day. Every is day that everything sucks. Every day hurts. It, it yeah. may it's have a good been line. the moment where I started liking Lydia. <laughs> same. Yeah. same. Same. It's a good line. It's a good moment. Because we know, because we see everything, we know that they should probably be listening to Maggie. This is the 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 wisdom says that Maggie's probably right here. That the Commonwealth can't be all as good as it is. We see the we see the back stuff, but the, e- emotionally, these people wake up in a world where they don't get ice cream. They don't get to go to haunted houses. Not that you should want to anymore. They don't get surgeries. They don't get to see the same people every day. They don't get normal things. And they just want normal again. So, like, Maggie, yes, it's dangerous. Yes, we shouldn't trust them. But don't you want to just wake up tomorrow in a bed and then, like, walk out of your house and take out the trash and just do normal stuff and then go back home and get in your bed? It would be nice to just have that back. And yeah. I think she was the first person who really put it in words to where it, it, you could feel it. And and also, Maggie, wouldn't it be nice that if you decide to go for a walk, your son doesn't come sprinting over and saying, Mommy, how long are you going to be gone? I might never see you again. Well, wouldn't that Jay, be nice? To be fair, I am living in civilization and Kinda. I can't do that without my <laughs> son running out, sprinting out and demanding to know where I'm going and when I'll be back. So that also felt very relatable. Fair, mm. although Maggie was about to leave without without telling him she was he was. Gone. She was, <laughs> and even when he came by and t- like was like, "Hey, since you weren't going to say anything about when you were leaving, at least tell me how long you're gonna be gone." She's like, "As long as it takes." Like, yeah, Maggie, let's talk about your parenting once we get you like situated because we have I have questions. You can't just leave this kid high and dry for a number of days without even telling him. Yeah, all yeah. of your all of your all the people in your community like pretty much all of them except elijah are all dead and they all seem to die at a pretty fast rate who was watching mm-hmm. your child for the first five years of his life yeah who's in charge of the child right now because she's just about to she was leaving without telling him like herschel saw her about to pull off like hey mom uh by the way she's like oh yeah it'll be a, a few days or months whatever you you're good you're, you can handle yourself what are you like six and he's like oh yeah i guess you know like that's it so yeah, maybe maybe Maggie's losing sight of some things uh, because of the chaos around her. Yeah, yeah. Stay away from the zombies. You know, uh, brush your teeth at night. I'll be back when I'm back. Mm-hmm. Change your underwear. Don't open the door for strangers. You know, all the big yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. Basics. All the basics. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of all the basics, have we covered all of the basics of this episode? I thought it was hilarious that they let him keep his spiky ball hand because yep. it was literally just too much effort to take it off. But it's like, I feel that off, too. But take <laughs> off his spiky ball hand, right? You know, don't don't leave the spiky ball hand on. You take, you're taking him in. Like, take off his spiky ball hand. I mean, to be fair, 
the one time we've seen him kill you, the one time we've seen the spiky ball hand kill someone, it, it was, was Father Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was mm-hmm. off. Yeah, it might be more dangerous off of him. But he does, doesn't he? Spiky ball hand one of these people in the face in this episode. Did I get that wrong? I think he did that, didn't he? I think he might have got one person, but yeah. it wasn't like he was on like a spiky ball hand rampage. I was actually no. kind of worried about him. If, if, um, like when the when what's his name, Toby. Uh, pulls the trigger and I, I was like well this is it this is the end of Aaron you know uh, like AJ said one of the few people that we could probably see dying in the next few episodes if it's ever going to happen and so yeah that was that was pretty stressful but I did like what the religious guy said I can't think of his name uh, his character's name but when he was uh, down there talking to them and he was like look if y'all have all of the amenities and the good things of the real world don't y'all have like the sins of the real world as well like you have the same horrific things that we are trying to keep ourselves away from i'm like that's a good point you know you're saying like look at all the cool stuff we have but you still got lance hornsby you still Mm -hmm. got the resistance for a reason you still got capitalism you still got like classism there's horrible things about the commonwealth even if it isn't as primitive as you know some of their outside uh counterparts and so i thought that was a very cool line it was a very cool line, but your examples are better than his. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, see. You have hookers and rock and roll and yeah. tight clothing. I'm like, no, but we have capitalism. Right. Do you have yeah, that's- daylight savings time. <laughs> Depends on the day. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it was definitely signed a new rule. Yeah, like not anymore. Yeah, so but um, yeah, it was definitely like his his examples were horrible. But yeah, but I got the point. The point was, you know, like it sounds cool, but we don't really like that stuff. The stuff that comes with it, the byproduct of all that stuff, and um, that's something that Maggie is probably weary of. But the people in the Commonwealth who just want comfort, they're not really caring about it right now. They're like they don't they don't want to see how the sausage is made, Mm -hmm. as long as they can go into the town square and have an ice cream and go see a movie. Yeah, feels good. And, and it, it's also it's almost as if Gabriel was preaching to this group. Uh, yes. When he was preaching. It's like, you know, this is what makes us us. It's like what we have here. We don't need you because you're not us. Exactly. <laughs> so, go away and, and I, let us be us. <laughs> I And I have to I have to give it up for anybody that works the words butt cheek into a sermon. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Got your butt um, cheeks clinked. <laughs> as far as where we're going next, I don't think we're out of the woods on some of these characters who we like getting killed, maybe Mm -hmm. imminently, because if we know that Lance Hornsby is going to be in this area six months down the line and Aaron's not really leaving this exchange feeling particularly great about the Commonwealth and they have been working together relatively closely I could see the world where this ends really badly for Aaron as some some of like the next steps from this. Mm-hmm. I would love to not be proven right, uh, even though I also want the show to have stakes and people to die. Just don't kill Aaron, maybe, yeah. and also leave Father Gabriel alone. Aaron's I don't going know. a little. Aaron's a little blue sky Bob right now, right? A mm-hmm. little blue sky mm-hmm. Bob, and I definitely think we could be nearing the end of the line for that guy. Mm. Yeah. Before the last third of the final season, we definitely need to do a draft and determine who is going to survive that last set of episodes. Um, But Aaron is off the table because we can all agree that it's probably not great for Aaron. (laughs) Not Not next week uh, because Jess isn't here, but the week after. That'll be right before the finale. So good time to to do a draft. Yeah. We'll stop down. It'll be fun. Mm -hmm. It'll be lots of fun. Oh, gosh. Oh, I can't no. believe we're 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 coming up. I feel like every time I turn around, we're coming up on another finale. 
Like, mm-hmm. oh, we only have this many episodes left. It's just they come at you quick. Yeah. Life, Life comes at so- you fast. You'll stop and look around once in a while. Yeah. You might not get somebody in your tweets telling you that you hate the show too much to be podcasting about. No. It. This is very nippy. Never happens. Nope. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to say anybody that thought we were too negative, they gotta turn it around now because this was this was awesome. Yeah, but now show. it was over the line. Now it was too yeah. far. Now we're being condescending. Yeah. <laughs> like I love everyone on this show. That would be great a great bit if it turned out like we actually hated this episode of the show. But in our uh, Walking Dead podcast host group chat, we were like, let's come on to the podcast this week and really gush about it and pretend we liked it. Oh, that would be so hilarious. It'd be so stupid. Oh my But God. it's not true. We like this one. I'll, I'll save that bit for an episode I hate. I just yeah. won't tell y'all. Y'all yeah, would be like, this good. wasn't good. I'm going to be like, it was great. <laughs> just like, yeah. you, 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 yeah. what, what was not to like? You got your diehard right. meets memento. <laughs> It's yeah. Terminator. Yeah, right. it's great. You had a wrestling match in the middle of it. It's great. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's normal. This is normal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was the best. I'm, I'm legitimately hyped about what we're going to find out next. And even if it contains Leah, I promise I'm going to try to keep an open mind about it. I believe the season finale uh, of part two is called God. It's the name of the episode, oh by the way. Is it is it guest star George Burns? Because otherwise, I'm not interested. God, <laughs> I'm excited. Maybe maybe Father Gabriel makes it at least that far, but also maybe makes it feel like he meets God in that episode, which would be bad. Mm, we don't love that. Yeah, like God's been talking to him because he's getting ready to call him. Yeah, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah. feels right. Yeah. That feels right. That yeah, we got to be yeah. friends again before we're going to be spending yeah. a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or God is part of La Resistance. Oh, okay. Oh, they're on God's side. Just a thought. Well, we had a Jesus. <laughs> a oh, Jesus. no. Indeed. And look what happened to him, dude. Uh huh. Well, yeah. 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 What if anyway. it's what if it's Jesus's long lost father? Could be. <laughs> nope. I just start calling him God. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I'm, I'm God Dory Senior. <laughs> Not God Dory. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's the Walking Dead, folks. That's the Walking Dead. We Josh wait, wait, don't shoot! It's not a walker; it's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> how do you? Yeah, how do you kill that one? And <laughs> do a cross bolt bow through that one's head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Josh Wiggler, what are you up to this week? Uh so much uh, podcasting. Just an insane amount of podcasting. Uh, Halo just premiered. As you're listening to this, or it's going to premiere this coming week. In fact, uh, and Corey B and I are going to be podcasting about Halo. It's my first Corey B podcast ever uh, as a regular series it's gonna be really really fun we want guests to come along so Chappelle, if you're gonna be watching halo let me know we'd love to bring you on Uh, i just want more excuses to talk to Corey b yeah well there you go that's a good (laughs) excuse uh so halo it's uh, based on the video games i've never played them Corey has we have a preview show that's up in the poster recaps feed right now uh we're gonna have our own halo podcast feed as well posterrecaps.com slash halo pod uh, I believe I haven't heard it yet as I'm saying these words, but I think it's in the works that the Halo podcast is going to have a next level theme song. Uh, you expect Ooh. nothing less from prolific Wandoffer Corey B. Uh, so that's the thing uh, that's new and flashy that I'm I'm really excited about. Uh, you know, space sci-fi show should be fun. Uh, and then beyond that, I'll be tweeting about whatever else is happening on the Post Show Recaps Network. Uh, Bridgerton coming back later this week. Uh, 
I believe a show that Chappelle is podcasting about is officially coming back later this week as well. Uh, so, so many things. I'll tweet about it at Round Howard. Just make sure you're subscribed to Post Your Recaps wherever you get your podcasts. Sounds good. AJ Mass, how are the felonious pundits? They're doing just great. Season three of our Criminal Minds rewatch is going strong. And uh, I believe this week we'll be going to the mall uh, for an exciting episode called Seven Seconds. So check that out. Uh, yeah, we're having a good time, Kintad and I. And uh, Kintad was also a guest on Beat My Guest this past week. So definitely uh, check that episode out as well. My little trivia podcast, Beat My Guest. Fantastic. Chappelle, um, go ahead and start talking about all your podcasts. I'll come back in about five minutes when you're done. I would try to make this quick, Jess. I haven't been doing that much. But last week I was on the RHIP feedback show for week one of Survivor. And so we talked about the biggest, fattest, juiciest feedback show of all time. Mm. It uh, it do be sitting, uh, in case you were wondering. Uh, and so check that out if you were a Survivor fan, because it was a very fun time with Rob. Uh, speaking of Rob, he and I are still doing nothing but Netflix. Last week we talked about um, The Atom Project, the, the Netflix movie with... Ryan Reynolds and a bunch of other famous, famous people. And it was a good time. We had Taryn Armstrong on as our guest. And then this week we were talking about um, Bad Vegan with Mari Forth and Sarah Carradine, which is a true crime documentary that drops, uh, well, should have dropped by the time this episode um, is out. Um, and then on post show recaps, of course, still talking about Bel Air with Puya, making our way through that season. And then uh, still talking about. I thought you Atlanta. were podcasting about that one with Carlton Banks. Oh yeah, Puya Puya Banks uh, is my co-host on that one, and it's a good time. So check that out. But then also check out Atlanta. Um, the new season is about to start, and so Mari Fourth, Latanya Starks, and myself have just released our preview, our second preview uh, podcast to prepare everyone for the third and fourth season of Atlanta when they are available. So check all that out, and then follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore Show to keep up with those uh, podcasts. All righty, and I had other podcasts coming up soon but then i had to go to iceland for work next week so i am not doing any podcasts next week but i know the three of y'all will hold it down while i'm gone bring back hot mm -hmm. dogs i will bring back i'll try to bring back some hot dogs i'll smuggle them in my suitcase uh-huh as not always i request daddy freer swag all right i'll do my best and i'm also going to smuggle a bunch of kinder eggs into the country so please yes yeah nobody Nobody tell Carlson about this. Because... Carlson Banks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so Got yeah, it. you can follow us all on Twitter. Um, Josh is at Round Howard. I am at Haymaker Hattie. Chappelle is at Chappelle's underscore show. And AJ is at AJ Mass. We love hearing from you. Um, even if your critiques might end up getting you roasted on the show. We know we all do it out of love. Uh, we also love getting your emails at TWD at pushorecaps.com. And those are always fun to read as well. Um, obviously, if you're not a patron yet, we invite you to do that as well because there's all kinds of fun patron stuff. And truthfully, the Walking Dead channel on our Discord is really dead. If you love <laughs> Walking Dead, we want you to come and revive it. It like was pretty lit the is. day that the Maggie Negan show came out. And we're like, really? <laughs> yeah, huh? but... I don't know if it was lit in a good way, Josh. I don't know. <laughs> I was happy about it. I was happy about it. Yeah, I want I want someone to come in there and like ask us some good open-ended questions, get a dialogue going, get us all talking about how excited we are to have Kim Dickens back, talk about how great this episode was and how 
we need everybody from the Terminator universe to converge on the Walking Dead universe. Like there, that and more. This is what I want for us in the Discord. So please sign up, become a patron. And if you sign up at the $10 tier, you get access to the whole shebang. And at the $15 tier, you are a swag patron or swag trend, as I'm trying to make happen. And there's some cool swag coming up as I understand it. So do all yes. those things. Postyourrecaps.com slash patron. Yes, and I believe that works. And patreon.com slash recaps for sure works. All right. Great stuff. I think we've done some good work here today, gentlemen. Um, thanks, as always, for coming on this podcast with me. Thanks to everybody behind the scenes. Uh, thanks to all the listeners. And we'll see you next week. Bye.